Hey there. You are getting ready to hear a conversation that I had with Stacy, aka Losing for Health on Instagram. Uh, she and I talked about how she came to keto, the research that she did, and what her version of keto looks like. And then from there, we get into all kinds of sidebar conversations. Stacy is the queen of the sidebar. This was a very fun episode to do, and I think you're going to get a lot of information and a lot of enjoyment out of it. So give it a listen and let me know what you think. How did you get involved with keto and what has that turned into over time? Okay, well, I did, first off, I did a lot of research. So I had, I have struggled with my weight and tried a bunch of different uh, diets and um, a lot of years of eating disorders. And so low carb, it was relatively newer. I wouldn't say newer, but at least uh, more on the forefront, I'd say, for people talking about it in the Mm -hmm. last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I joined Instagram, there, um, there was a lot of talk about it because I joined Instagram and started following all these people on weight loss journeys. And so that's when I really started being interested in keto. And then I, (laughs) I asked some of my friends um, who had dabbled in keto and I was, I'm pretty analytical. So I was trying to figure out the, how many grams of protein and carbs and things and how you figure out the percentage of macros because I'd never tracked macros before. So I had counted calories a bunch of times, but I'd never, ever looked at macros. So I was trying to see if I could calculate the percentages and macro grams uh, manually in my head to figure out if I could make it work. And what I found out is that's hard to do. (laughs) It is. It really is. Yeah. And so that's what led me to um, uh, doing, I did about pretty much a whole year of research. I had kind of considered keto and um but I didn't want to jump in I was I was afraid to I was afraid that I would give up right away and more or less fail and so did a lot of research from a lot of different places all free because the internet is a wonderful place that you can find lots of free information there uh I would call them more opinions than facts depending where you find that information. Yes. But um, you have to do a lot of, if you're going to go down that route, which I honestly think is best uh, so that you don't just, you know, pick up a book that is one person's opinion. Um, You can kind of fact check and um, compare your resources to see what's the underlying messages what are the underlying messages in those things? And then eventually I started actually tracking my macros to start with. Yeah. It's, it's much easier to put them in a tracker than to try to, to work that stuff out in your, you're trying to do that in your head at first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
and I wasn't even I wasn't even it was all hypothetical at that moment and I right. just really wanted to grasp what that meant and I could not figure out why and I uh, or how and my friend was just saying just put it in my fitness pal just do that it's not like that'd be so much easier than doing all these hypothetical situations and not having it work because you know different macros make up different amounts of calories so it's it's pretty complex formulations um yeah so that's when I started actually tracking my macros and by that, I mean really just inputting everything I eat into my fitness pal, not keto yet, um, right. which I recommend for everyone. So, and, and I love my fitness pal. It's, it's such a great, as you said, a free tool um, yeah. that just, I mean, their database is incredible and you pretty much, if it's not in the database, you can scan it in. Um, but now did you have before you started tracking for keto, when you were just tracking to my fitness pal, were you, what ranges were you trying to do macro wise? Or were you just really trying to get into the habit of tracking on the app? I was just trying to get in the habit of tracking. My motto was, I need, I don't even know. I don't have a grasp at all of what my macros would even look like. So I was tracking calories I'd say, but also like paying attention to the macros just to see what they were. Mm -hmm. So I would eat like I'd meal prep. I'd plan meals to um, have for the week. And then I would input them into my fitness pal. And then I could start to understand how macros work. um, And also just, you know, really see what you're eating because unless you've had exposure to it, I don't know how you'd really have any idea. So that's why I recommend that to everybody. Don't, you don't even need to change your eating. Just start inputting everything you eat into my fitness pal so that you can see what you can see. And were you, um, how were you evaluating this? I mean, cause I, I feel like eventually you would start seeing, okay, that you're falling within certain ranges and and you're either taking mental notes or you're jotting stuff down and saying, okay, maybe I should start targeting carbs around this range and fats around this range and proteins here. Um, How long was it before you started looking at what you were tracking saying, okay, I'm collecting the information here. This looks good. And based on what I'm seeing, this is kind of an adjustment I can make. How long into it was it before you started doing that? I really don't think I made macro adjustments or figured that out until I actually committed to keto. Um, I, my goal for the first um, two and a half months, two and a half, three months, um, which was the start of my journey before I started keto um, was to incorporate one lowish car lower carb meal per week so not keto low carb but you know having sweet potatoes instead of rice or things like that so like um i think i ended up averaging and just just eating more veggies and stuff than than grains and uh 
car like processed carbs kind of thing so but I didn't actually start trying to get to a certain percentage or certain number of grams until I started keto I uh I love this because the biggest thing I think is that people need to figure out what's going to work for them the only way that you can do that is just start collecting information where you are now and then gradually move forward and it just, it seems like you took such a long drawn out approach that by the time you figured you were going to do keto, I mean, you had done the research on different opinions. You kind of had your own ideas about this. And then you just slowly were, were, you gradually got to this point. And, and I love that. So you spent a year just kind of tracking on your own and then you decided to go keto. I'm, I'm trying to figure out again how long this entire process is because I think it's fantastic. No, it wasn't nearly that. I only started tracking two and a half, three months. So I started, I started tracking when I, st- when I hit my highest weight, okay. uh, which was um, what I call my start date, uh, which is September 14th, 2017. And then I started keto November 10th, 2017. So about three months um, was the time I tracked just to track, basically, to get an idea of where I'm starting from, to know where I need to adjust for when I started keto, if that makes any sense. But I did a year of research, just researching, like not actually committing or even doing (laughs) <laughs> didn't do much other than just read a bunch but um yeah so the actual tracking part was about three months so what i and another thing about you that i i like is you've done you you have stayed strict keto for over a year or on you've been on keto not necessarily strict keto i know when i say strict keto some people are going to look at that differently but you've stayed on keto for over a year and yeah. I've, I've mentioned, and I think I've mentioned on the podcast before that, I mean, you are the only person I know of that's ever really done that. And I, I, it's so funny hearing the entire process that you went through kind of coming to keto because if somebody's like, well, I'm not going to cheat. Awesome. Here's, here's a way that you could go out and do this. You do a bunch of research about a year's worth up front, and then you start gradually going step by step. But I, I think it's smart because what it really sounds like is you did the research you started kind of tracking on your own and then you just kind of came to this. And um, I mean, yeah, I just, I, that's one thing because I, I see, I come across a lot of people that are starting keto, some that have been very successful. They like it. It's the way that they want to eat. But a lot of folks that um, it's kind of a buzzword more than anything else. Right. You know, what you're saying where you can kind of see information out there and it's one person's opinion they might see that and kind of run with it, but it's, it, it's, uh, there's a lot more to it than just eating high fat and low carbs and, and right. You know, yeah. So, and, yeah, I would say you don't, I mean, I definitely went a bit overboard and it was more of a, I would almost say procrastination a little bit, um, with the year of research, uh, you could probably get away with even just like a month, I'd say, or else, you know, I mean, 
look at how long or how much research you are actually willing to do. I guess the more research, the better. But um, yeah, it's I I would say I'm I've stayed I've been strict what I consider strict keto the entire time. So I just looked it up on my handy dandy little count counter thing. So I have stayed what my version of strict keto for um, 59 weeks and six days um, or 13 months, three weeks or for 119 days. So a long time. (laughs) I can also tell you seconds. Too, but you know, go ahead yeah how many seconds uh 36,270 <laughs> oh, no 36,270,900 and one and two and yeah. three <laughs> so yeah. what what is your version of strict keto that you're following I, okay so I say my version because everybody ketos differently um yeah. in vast ways so my version of strict keto is I stay under at least 20 grams of net carbs. When I say at least, I mean, there are a lot of times that I am a lot under that. Um, I track my macros um, and try to stay and I track my macros and my calories um, and not just my carb macros. So the, the two like buzzwords that people use the most, or I, buzzwords, probably not the right thing, but, um, is strict keto and lazy keto. And then there's, I mean, there's so many, some people say dirty keto and I, I don't know. So strict keto in layman's terms is tracking all your macros, not just carbs. Um, lazy keto is just tracking carbs. So it, that's, I mean, the most widely, uh, accepted definition of it. So I would say I am strict keto, but I'm also very clean keto and whole foods keto because my approach it's adapted, but, um, as I, you know, continued on my journey, but my approach is very, um, I try to be as minimally processed as possible. Uh, wow. We're just having lots of noise tonight. Um, try to stay as minimal, minimally processed as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, really try to avoid, sugar not only as a like uh i guess that would be a micro uh, as a like sugar grams i i really try to avoid sugar altogether like in the ingredients of things um and just whole foods um basically so i'm sure i'm missing something but that's the basic thing. No, and I, I think that that covers. So you and 
you do the ingredient. I mean, you look at the ingredients on labels and I'm sure over time that's gotten a little bit easier. Was that how time consuming was that when you first started doing it? Uh, well, first of all, it was mind blowing. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything was mind blowing from the macro grams to the ingredients. Like I had no idea how many things had carbs in them seriously (laughs) because if you don't look at it ever you just it's not something that would ever cross your mind but wow like I just can't even imagine I mean there have been some things there well particularly one ingredient that I have avoided for years now after a dietitian scared me a long time ago (laughs) about it is aspartame um, or a sucralose uh, uh, so I was comfortable at picking out that single ingredient, but I had no idea what three quarters of the other in- ingredients were out there, especially, I mean, the processed foods, they have so many different ingredients. Usually, um, that's another thing. The less ingredients, the better in a product. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- I think macros got easier it was more just mind-blowing how many things had carbs the harder part for me it was the ingredients because there's a lot of things that are called what people like to call hidden carbs Mm -hmm. um where they might not contribute enough to raise the actual macro grams but they can still spike your insulin or blood sugar so things like um of course now i am blanking oh it's been one of those days man uh let's see here there is a particular one that's in so many things that i can't maltodextrin there we go yeah maltodextrin is probably the worst one out there it's um it's a very very common ingredient in sugar-free items um another one i'm trying to think of let's see here well dextrose they have a lot of different names for the same thing so there's dextrose sucrose sugar um malt maltodextrin is basically sugar um there's a lot of them yes and they all seem like foreign words most of them well and and the other thing is they can hide stuff on the the label is doesn't have to necessarily be accurate it's an average a lot of times it's it's an average serving size on a batch um, and I mean, so the numbers that you're getting on labels, those fluctuate too. And, and you're right. You look at these ingredients and there's all kinds of, of sugars and hidden sugars, and it's the same thing, but it's named in a slightly different way. And it, it's very confusing and it can be very overwhelming. Um, so yeah, you know, I can tell you that when I read that you posted something about that, about the, that it's more an estimate for the macros that stressed yes. 
that stressed me out, man. I didn't even know that, that they could be that, they could have that much of a margin of error, basically. Yeah, it's it's a whole new way of looking at flexible dieting. They have, like, flexible labels. It's crazy. Ugh. That <laughs> freaks me out. I remember that post now, and yeah, you were. You're like, what? What is this? No. Yeah, I'm trying to find it, because that was the post where... I didn't get your joke <laughs> responded <laughs> That's to. Right. That's right. Yeah, I can't remember where it I can't find it, but Well now see now I gotta find it. Let me see here. I don't remember what it looks like to know. It would <laughs> Yeah, it was but that stressed me out. I could not believe you know, because I always, my thought process is, oh, another thing that I've always done, which makes me more a little uh, cray strict, I'd say a little crazy strict, uh, is that I, whenever possible, I weigh everything food, food-wise. Um, so to me, I'm always like, well, I'm weighing it to get the exact number of grams that they are saying is this serving or a number of ounces or, you know, whatever. So I know this is exactly what's on the label. That is insane. I mean, I'm fascinated by that. That Oh my gosh. Like you're talking about that. I'm like, I don't, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like people often are like, well, I don't know what I'm doing wrong or like, I just can't seem to lose weight. I'm, uh, but I, a common thing, and I'm not trying to like call anybody out or anything like that, but a common thing that I see and hear are people that start with, I don't know why I'm not losing weight. I am not that great when it comes to food. And I'm like, oh my gosh, well, there's, there's your problem. I mean, you can't, I'm totally, see, this is totally a sidebar in my mind. This is, this is good. You're starting on, you started with the sidebars and Away we go. Go with it. Away go wherever go. you want. Oh, I was just going to say, like, people, they they act like they don't know why they're losing weight. And I don't know if it's a bit of denial or what it is or, you know, just trying to justify to yourself, like, why you're not doing this is they say, I, I can't tell you how many times I've read something to the effect of, I don't know why I'm losing weight or why I'm not losing weight. My food, I'm not that, uh, something to the effect of like, well, my food doesn't look that great, but I still don't understand. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I know kind of why I was sidebarring this is because, you know, you have to, the reason I've lost the amount I've lost in the time I've lost is because I have been super strict like the weighing thing. I I know that I'm an extreme case uh for for that kind of thing and for I'd say a majority of people my approach wouldn't work because it would either stress them out or I don't know make their head explode. <laughs> but like I have a I have a food scale at work in my drawer. So I have, like, instead of, 
because my my other uh, answer to uh, having everything weighed and portioned correctly would be to portion it at home and then bring it to work. But that sounds like too much work. So, <laughs> uh, like for my snacks, I keep nuts and seeds um, and basically those things and in my desk just in the bags that they come in and then when I want a snack I'll get my food scale out at my desk and measure measure. out and measure out a portion I weigh out a portion of them um so that's that's I think I mean you don't have to go to that level necessarily but well I think and and I've, I think I've mentioned this guy to you before, but I, I know of one other person that was this meticulous about his tracking, but he, for the better part of a year, he lost every week. He lost over a hundred pounds in total. And it was funny because he, um, he came to this walk run group that I was a part of and, and, you know, we were just kind of walking and talking and he's like, well, I've got a food log I, that I'm keeping on and I, would you mind if I send it to you? And I said, yeah, that's great. And I thought it was going to be a screenshot of like my fitness pal. And he sends me this Excel spreadsheet and it had tabs upon tabs of these calculations. And oh my he figured out, he figured out his basal metabolism. And it was so funny because when we would talk, he would be like, after that, he's like, I don't understand what people don't understand. I, I don't understand why people don't get this. You, you figure out what your metabolism is and then you measure the food out and that's it i mean then you end up eating less than you're burning that that's how it works i said well yeah but most people can't do that but but if if you're able to be that that meticulous about it and have you know that be that precise about it it does work but that's the thing is is most people can't but but yeah i mean it's so right. Have, I will, I will say I yeah. did not use an Excel spreadsheet, although I could <laughs> have, and I have actually um, a couple times to calculate um, a recipe before I totally understood. Or no, maybe it wasn't a recipe. It was something from a restaurant where I had to like figure out because they had nutritional info, but uh, separate parts or something like that. I'm. I will uh, not to chew my own horn, but I'm a bit of an Excel uh, wizard of sorts. We'll call it because um, I am in the finance world. So I pretty much eat, breathe and sleep Excel spreadsheets uh, at work. But um, I didn't I did not do the calculations for my macros myself. I will say that I went to a macro calculator to get my numbers so they did that did all that stuff for me got like got my bmr the basal metabolic rate and the what is it tdee which is i forget what that even stands for it's like the bmr plus uh like daily energy expenditure yeah yeah all that good stuff yeah well, my question as we're talking about Excel is what's the most tabs that you've had on one of your spreadsheets, on one of them that you're in all the time? Hmm. All the time? So my, in typical uh, 
form for a finance accounting form uh, would be that my notes instead, well, I'm trying to gradually move them to one note actually, which is a new adventure for me, but um, my notes are currently in an Excel, an, in an Excel spreadsheet. So I have a tab for every one of my um, monthly reports that um, I do. So I, uh, I, I'm trying to guess. I don't know how many tabs exactly, but there's, there's over 20. I know. (laughs) (laughs) How How many spreadsheets are you in a day? Would you say? Oh goodness. That's, that's a lot. This, that's, I can't even. So for example, um, when I left work today, um, and had to close all of my files, I Mm. had, you know how if you kind of hover over the Excel icon on your, um, what do you call it? The little bar at the bottom. Um, yeah. It will kind of show all the different sheets you have o- or files you have open. Yeah. yeah. Um, when you have only a few, it gives you a nice little preview picture of each one. So mine always end up turning into the list. things so I typically have a minimum of about five different ones open but there are times where I have like 30 open it just depends what I'm working on and what I need to like reference (laughs) and then you have so many open that you eventually you have to, I mean, you have to start closing some things down. That's how my outlook was when I was working in project management. Cause I had all kinds of tabs open all the time, but mine was outlook. I wasn't in Excel nearly as much. Oh but, yeah. I yeah. don't like outlook very much. Well, wait, just outlook the email. Yeah. 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 I'm not a fan, but I mean, that's I'm, what we used to. Yeah. I'm not. And we, it was so funny because we, I, I was part of the um, of the creative team and for this marketing agency, and we were trying to get them to, you know, move everything to Google Business, store everything in the cloud, and they they didn't want to have it. It was it was it was old Microsoft Office. I think it was Office ninety or not ninety seven, uh, two thousand seven. So yeah, it okay. was a very very old Office program, but. But I don't think we had the uh, office assistant. I think it was still new enough to not have that. I remember that guy back in high school. The, uh, the paper clip? clip? Yeah. Clippy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was it Clippy? It was Clippy. Yeah. I remember that. that dude. And I remember you could change him to not be Clippy and be other characters. Yeah. When... There was a, I think there was a dog and was there, um, it's like a wizard or Einstein. Yeah. I can't remember which. I want to say it was a wizard, but I could definitely be wrong on that. But I remember we'd always mess around with that guy. Like we'd either like ask stupid questions because you know we're kids and have nothing better to do, uh, or just constantly change it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, my dad was a computer engineer and software engineer, or computer engineer and software designer. So 
we I always had computers growing up um so I liked to do all that fun stuff just reminded me of Netscape for some reason Netscape yes I do vaguely remember that yeah it wasn't I, I feel like I was oh my gosh I was probably in high school when that was when that was around but my dad loves to experiment with different um, web browsers, too. He's been hooked on, I think it's called Opera, the last five, ten years. I haven't I, even heard of that. What is what is that? I, It's a web browser. Uh, I forget why. I think it might be in line with, like, the, what is it? The, is it Linux? Let's see. The, jailbreak type of thing i i don't know i would be talking out of my ass if i told you that i don't know if i'm supposed to be swearing on here you can say whatever you can say whatever you want that's fine opera is a software company it was okay well i'm not gonna read you the are you googling it just like i am yep uh pulling up the (laughs) wikipedia uh that's funny designed for the java platform interesting it just seems like another one. I don't know why. I think maybe it's because of the um, the security. Because then he can use his own security, I want to say. Something like that. I don't know. He's got a lot of things going on. <laughs> is this where you're talking out of your ass? Is that what this is? Well, <laughs> not that part. I well not I'm talking out of Wikipedia's ass I guess would okay be we'll, we'll we'll put it on them then yeah blame it on Wikipedia when in doubt so how are you I, I know you were listening last time I talked to you you were going you were I think you had caught up on the my favorite murder podcast are you still current on all those I have not caught up quite yet I am working on it so there is um I wonder how many episodes exactly there are. I am on episode 144. And there are... I don't even know how many. There are... Let's look. There are 154. So I'm almost caught up. You're getting there. I started at 1. So... We're getting, we're getting there. <laughs> now, did you look at that and you saw it, you heard about it, and you saw a hundred and some odd episodes? You're like, you know what? I don't want to miss anything. I'm going to start all the way back at one and catch up. Is that what that was? Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, I mean, <laughs> I have several friends that um, are what the, the fans for that podcast are called M- Murderinos. Yeah, and um, I have several friends that are murderinos, and they're my one friend Annie kept talking about it. Um, she's actually whole paleo Annie on Instagram. I met her through there, which was kind of cool. She works um, like a five ten minute walk from my work, so that's kind of cool. But anyways, she um, has loved that podcast for a long time, and so. Um, 
finally, after I had heard her talking about it for a while, I finally decided, I was like, I'm going to officially listen to it. And then I started. And when I start things, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know if there's, like, backstories or anything like that. So it doesn't really make any sense to me to not start at one, I guess. Yeah, at the very least, you're going to see where they were as far as storytelling all the way up till then. But yeah, you might catch some backstory on some stuff. Right. So I just looked back. I started on number one on September 12th. So you've been listening to this regularly then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's only certain times in your day that you can actually listen to podcasts. I know because I can't. Yeah, I can't listen during work because my work is so analytical. I'm a I'm a financial oh, yeah. analyst, so I can't think. <laughs> that sounds bad. I can't think and listen at the same time. <laughs> well, see, I would think in your in in your department, it should you should not be able to listen to things because you need to be focused. You can't check out at all. Right, because you're you're analyzing things, which yeah. means it's more than just, you know, a, it's not a data entry thing where you can just mindlessly do things. Not that there's yeah. anything wrong with that. Sometimes I wish there was a little of that. But, um, yeah. yeah, so my only opportunity to listen um, is outside of work. I've, I have made a routine of listening to it. Um, I commute in on the bus. Because I work in downtown Minneapolis and parking is outrageously expensive, um, which I did for a little bit, but I still regret that since it's, I think my ramp is 250 bucks a month. It's unreasonable. So anyways, I bus in and I started listening to the podcast as I ride in to work. And as I ride home from work and there have been a couple nights where I've just listened to them at home, just doing random things, listening to them. And, um, I always listen to them when I drive anywhere now. I'm very committed, clearly. Yeah. A bit well, and that's, that's what I like about podcasts is when you find, when you find shows that you like and they've been out for a while, I mean, you can listen to them wherever and they do take over your commute. They take over if you're just doing stuff at home. I mean, you really can, um, you, you really can just start listening to, at, to them at any time. That, that's what I like about them probably the most. And um, with the, my favorite murder, I actually, someone, uh, Tiffany, a, a girl that I met off of Instagram, she and I were talking and she was, talking about this Facebook group she was in and I guess it was it was murdering our BMI and it was basically a Facebook group for, that is a by fans of this podcast and she was explaining the whole thing uh whole thing to me and I started listening to a couple episodes but then I was like ah I just it it got away from me but yeah. um I bring her up because other than you know she's one of the handful of people and you are one of the others where I can send strings of video messages via dm and eventually (laughs) there will be a string waiting for me yeah i i do get to them eventually but i can't see the problem is my uh well first of all my dms are out of control and i 
am a bad Instagrammer and can't keep up with them at all. And then number two, I definitely, I mean, I try to, the people I talk to regularly, I try to get back to them. But when they're videos, there is not a lot of time during the day where I can both listen and respond at the same time. Because the times that I can listen are usually the times that I'd be, you know, listening to the podcast. So on the bus and you can't exactly, well, I guess you can talk into your phone, but I would feel way too awkward to do that considering with people sitting in the bus. Yeah. Yes. So, um, then I'm like, well, I don't want to listen to them till I can respond because then I won't remember what he says. And so then it goes and sometimes is way too long. So I apologize for that. Oh, well, well, and then there's the other thing that Instagram will hide videos and then all of a sudden they'll pop up weeks later. Cause I think that's, that's happened a number of times and it's, you know, I like DMS and I like, you know, talking back and forth with, uh, with folks through them, but yeah, it, it has gotten out of control and, it's hard to keep up and you just do the best that you can. And, and, you know, my thought on that is always, if somebody, look, if somebody leaves me a message and I respond, they'll eventually get back to me and, and we'll see, but you know, everybody's busy, but uh, they do have, they do have that new feature on there where you can send the audio clips. I think that's better because, because when you're sending the video clips, you get what, 10 seconds and then you've got to, start again and start again and at least you get a minute with the audio clip so you can rant and sidebar and do whatever else it is that you want to do right i definitely will admit though that um i i had a little corrections corner um speaking of my favorite murder they that's what they do but um the other week or so i made a comment on my instagram story that like well, I'm not uh, a millennial because I didn't think, I swear it changed. But anyways, I'm very much, I, apparently I am a millennial based on when I was born. But um, I'm very much a millennial in terms of I prefer texts. Mainly, I think just because of my life is crazy. So that way I don't miss anything. I can just go back and read it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I know there are very few people that I actually prefer to, you know, either talk on the phone with or do videos or things like that because it's just, yeah, I don't know what it is. But, I like, I actually kind of, uh, I don't know what to, yelled is the wrong word because it was through text, but I'm, my friend who is a mom, uh, Hey Liz, uh, if she ever listens to this, I don't know. Um, she is a busy because she's a mom. So like sometimes she'll do like you did and just do a voice memo or whatever you want to call it in text message. And I'm like, just type it out because I can't. <laughs> like I can't listen to it right now, and then it, and then I can't go back and look at it later, and it's just. Just put it in text so I can see it and respond to it when it's convenient for me. Get it. <laughs> Got it. Well, That's and I think horrible. No, I well here's here's the thing, and being the millennial that you are, which it's funny. I feel like millennials. When I first heard the term, it was anybody 
because I graduated high school in the year 2000. So anybody that um, graduated from the year 2000 on was considered a millennial. So I was born in January of 1982. January 82 on was considered a millennial at that time. So I was I, I was a millennial. But what I think, regardless of what your generation is, I think we've all kind of gotten away from talking on the phone just because it's not it isn't convenient and i think it's funny now like when somebody calls you do you roll your eyes i mean at the very least you're like why are you calling me can't you just text i mean can't you just do something else it's just it depends who the person is i will say on that note that so i uh two of my best friends i mean i have a very small group of core friends that i've been friends with for a long time like my best friend We've known each other since we were toddlers, and my other um, few close friends, we've all known each other since at least junior high. So um, when I get a call, I so I forget, a couple months back, I called one of my close friends that I've known since junior high, and she answered the phone and was like, oh my gosh, is, is everything okay? Because we don't ever call each other. Everything is through text. And so she thought there was something wrong because I called her. So right. Well, yeah. I mean, and it's, yeah, it's like, well, is, is there an emergency? And it's funny, we got a, <clears throat> I got a call last night at 930. And I, I typically try to go to bed early. And I got a call and it was from my mom. And I'm, my, my parents, they're like, you know, they're. You, you kind of like, if you get a call, you're like, oh my gosh, I hope everything's okay. And so I, I, I answer, I take it, I take a deep breath. I'm like, hello. And she's like, yeah. Um, she's like, is, uh, our son, she's like, is he swimming this weekend? I'm like, wait, what? She's like, yeah, I was just <laughs> thinking about it and wanted to call you. And, and while I was thinking about it, I'm like, okay, everything. Okay. Yeah, we're fine. I'm like, well, <laughs> don't scare me like that. But, um, my so, mom yeah. is very much a caller, although she just got her very first smartphone. She got an iPhone after me begging her for years. She's had a flip phone until a month ago. Um, so she's getting better at texting, uh, but she's a caller. And one thing that she did a couple times and I had to scold her for is she texted me, call me, and that's it. And that made me panic. Yeah. Because then I'm like, oh, there must be something wrong because you don't just send that with no other clues or anything like that. So it's it's funny how everyone's different. You get a call from somebody and it makes you think there's an emergency and you get a call from somebody else and you're like, why don't you just text me? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. There's there's definitely a pecking order with that. Now, your mom with the smartphone, is she using emojis yet? Or is she? Oh, uh, I... I'm trying to think. She, I don't think so, really. Um, no, she's not using emojis quite yet. She's She had mastered, um, not mastered, I shouldn't say. She had... Uh, delved into the Facebook Messenger stickers. I don't know if by accident or not. So um, she uh, she she she's not a youngin. So 
it's pretty impressive that she has the amount of skills that she has. Um, but there, when she first got it, I said, well, why didn't you ever, she called me and I said, well, why didn't you ever respond to my text? And she's like, I did. And I'm like, well, no, you didn't. And, um, she said something, she goes, oh, well, I just, I pressed enter. And I said, uh, well, what do you mean you pressed enter? And she said, I just, I pressed enter. And, um, and then she's like, well, because that's what you do on Facebook Messenger. You just press enter. And I was like, no, you have to press. Did you press the little blue arrow button to send the text? And she said, oh, no, I didn't know you had to do that. Um, so, yeah. There's nuances to all these things. It's There is. There's a lot to them. Um <laughs> She did use the word, the phrase LOL, which made me laugh because I said, I said, um, she had, after we had that phone conversation, she had texted, responded to a text and say, said, okay. And I said, good job texting. And she went, LOL. (laughs) Yeah, I, um, I was the other day, my mom apparently has Snapchat now. Uh, oh boy! I get this notification, and her name is Laura. But I guess she was typing, texting fast when she was setting her account up, and she accidentally hit S. So it was Lars Perry, and I looked. But I looked at the contact. I'm like, so are you Norwegian now? What's going on? But uh, yes, my mom is on Snapchat, so that'll be. Um, can't wait till I start getting uh, start getting those. But I don't. I, I mean, it's. It's funny because um, both of my parents will use emojis when they're texting, and it's and my my dad has said LOL, and I'm like, you what? I, I don't picture you laughing out loud at anything, but but no, it's cute. It's it's funny, but it is cute. I will probably smell really big if my mom ever starts using emojis. I'm sure she'll get there one day. Well, and we've got, and if she creates a Bitmoji, then it's just game over. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Which that's how my wife and I, that's our standard way of communicating now. We just try to have a text conversation where it's the friend emoji. Completely. We're just telling a story. Me. Yeah. I mean, that's the way to do it now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Snapchat, I go on and off of. And Bitmoji, I use occasionally, but uh, oh man. Like, I just opened my Snapchat and I have at least 15 snaps going dating back to 10 weeks ago that's the last time i went on snapchat let me take a look because i have not i'm really bad about opening my snaps on there too i had a notification for six and then i'm doing better than you i've i've been on in the last two weeks yeah two weeks is the oldest message i have but, yeah, yeah, 10 yeah. weeks is the, the oldest one I have. So, oopsies. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, and there's Lars. There we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, oh my gosh. It's just, it's funny because I, I can remember when when I was a kid and you talked on the phone all the time. You didn't even have cell phones. 
And, you know, if you did, you could only really use them in emergencies. And now, now they're everywhere. So, yeah, that's another good. Well, I was pretty spoiled. I was the pretty much, I think I was the first one in my friend group to have a cell phone. I got one at 13 and it was a tiny little flip phone, black and white flip phone that had (laughs) snake on it. Yes. Uh, snake. Uh, and I think one other weird game that I don't remember. Uh, and that's it. But it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't really that cool because nobody else had one. So it really was just uh, because I couldn't text anybody else. And uh, I don't think that one even had a camera. Wouldn't well, make sense I... with black and white. And I still remember the first ad I saw for text messaging on cell phones. And I'm like, you know, thinking, I'm like, why would anybody do that? And (laughs) standard, standard communication now. And then I remember on those, cause those would be the the Nokia phones, I think, but they had the, you could get the custom ringtones, the song ringtones that kind of sort of sounded like something, but the only song I remember that actually sounded kind of like it was supposed to was jumping Jack flash. That was the only one I remember that (laughs) sounded like it should have, but yeah, I don't, there was a lot of, funny enough that that same friend that I just said when I called her, she panicked thinking it was an emergency. She was one of my friends, her and one other person. We would literally just on on the house phones from each of our um, houses, we'd sit on the phone for hours, pretty much talking about nothing. Sometimes we'd even just watch the same TV show and comment occasionally. <laughs> uh for hours. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've done that a couple times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Eighth but, grade uh, girls, man. Well, you know, it's, um, let's see. Well, that's how, that's how, it, it would have been Saved by the Bell for me. That would have been the show that, that we were commenting on at the time. But I think it was probably Friends for us, if I'm thinking correctly. When's the last time you've watched an episode of Friends? I know it's it's on Netflix now. Uh, probably like a week or two ago. I <laughs> love Friends. I I can recite a lot of the episodes. Uh, we <laughs> we were kind of obsessed. I watched it, you know, as it was happening, like live. Um, yeah. And then I've especially I have several. I have all of the seasons maybe on DVD. And um, since it's been on Netflix, I can't even tell you how many times I've watched the entire series. Uh, yeah, so. Wait, so you just start from the pilot that was in 94 and watch it all the way through. I think it was 2003 was the last year. Was it that early? I thought it was like 2006 or seven. Maybe I'm wrong, but no, yeah. With, yeah, uh, I'll just with friends. cycle through the, through it all. I haven't done that. I, I I need. I haven't watched Friends in years. I might have to. I might have to check that out. I don't know if I can watch them from start to finish. But oh man, it's so good. It's. I mean, even just. Oh, it's so good. I. It never disappoints me. It like years, so many years <laughs> later, and I will still like literally, literally laugh out loud at episodes. It's just. 
I don't know. It's not for everyone. In your head, in your head, you're like, I know what's coming. I know what's coming. And then you just start. Yeah. And I still, it's still hilarious no matter what. I still, my boyfriend refuses to watch it. He doesn't, it's not his thing, which is blasphemy to me, but whatever. He, he hasn't sat down and watched it with you once. No. Yeah, he won't. He says he's watched a couple episodes and it's not his thing. He does not understand. He doesn't really like, you know, except for Seinfeld. He's not really a comedy or sitcom type of person. Yeah. He's into the drama and crime dramas and all that stuff. But yeah, he also, my, one of my, or if not my favorite show ever is Bob's Burgers. And he won't watch that with me either. I've I've never seen that. I still think you need to. I'm if you, have you watched Archer? I've not. Oh man, man. I know. How I got to catch are up. Are you a man. millennial and have never watched Archer? Oh, well, I'm barely. Archer, Archer is definitely the um, raunchier one of those two, but they're made by the same people they're i guess produced by the same people and they have a lot of the same character actors playing the parts um it's completely different characters but um i love both of those shows um boss burgers is definitely more my fave if you like adult uh animated things i guess there's oh they oh sarah silverman's in it i'm looking at this right now let's check that out yeah, we um this is I would have been I would have been watching Family Guy like the first time it was on Fox when it was Oh, really I good. have I have all the seasons of Family Guy on DVD. I haven't watched it for years, but I used to love that one too. I the first 3 seasons I think were just the fun, it was getting a little rough there towards the end, but the first 3 seasons I thought were hilarious. And it yeah. was kind of the same thing. I had I had the DVD sets and I could watch those over and over and I knew the joke that was coming and I would just, it would crack me up every time. Yeah. I used to be that way. I used to be that way about, um, yeah. Family guy. I think I have, I don't actually, you know, it's, it's kind of a thing of the past to have DVD, like DVD sets of episodes of things. Now I feel like, yeah, I remember. I mean, you used that used to be the thing is you would buy the DVD sets or you buy the DVDs of the movie, and part of that was just to get the bonus material because they'd have right. you know, six hours of bonuses, and then you know you. But now you stream everything, and you can go to half price books, which we used to always go to, and now we just order our books on off Amazon for everything. But uh, but yeah, it, it was box sets were the thing for for a quick minute i guess and yeah gone away moment in yeah time. now I, I you know i was devastated another another one that i like which shows my uh some of my texas roots is uh i love king of the hill which is another <laughs> i clearly i clearly love uh clearly love uh adult animated TV yes shows, but yes. Uh, when they t- they took that off of netflix for years they actually just got it back on Netflix or no Hulu. They, they brought it to Hulu 
a couple months ago and I was elated, but it was like devastating to me because I didn't have box set for it or anything like that. And then I didn't want to spend the money for a box set. So. Yeah. Cause it was like $30 a season for every shift oh, for, yeah. for every sitcom. And it was, it was an investment for yes. sure. Yes. Now, um, and I know they have The Office on Netflix, and I still need to go and watch the newer episodes of Arrested Development, the ones I, that were strictly from Netflix. I've never watched Arrested Development. I love The Office. I also love Parks and Rec. That's a great one. If we're talking about like sitcom type of things. Yeah. Oh, you would love Arrested Development because you – the the way it's laid out, there's so many inside jokes. You have to watch it from start to finish. Uh-oh. If you watch it from start to finish, you get all the jokes. If not, you're kind of like, that wasn't funny, but yeah, yeah it's jokes. Yes. That's yeah. a lot like Archer um, and Bob's burgers really more so with Archer. But um, I just realized that it is eight Oh two and yes. I have some commitments the rest of this night. We really sidebarred hard. We did. About halfway through uh, this podcast. Yes, um, we did. I am more than willing to come on again. I don't know. Oh, yeah, because that's how the sidebars work. You you start on the sidebar and they're never ending. But uh, but yeah, no, we will definitely wrap things up here. And uh, I'll, I'll put your... Um, instagram info and the little notes for for this episode but yeah no it's <laughs> i wanted to get you in sidebars and it took about 20 minutes but once you got there there you go and then it, you can't come back from them sometimes that's right that's right well i will let you get to your commitments for the evening thank you for coming on because i know how busy you are and yeah we'll do this again soon okay thank you uh, this was fun and well yeah we'll definitely do it again soon um my life is after the holidays well i wouldn't say calming down but at least becoming more regular again so we yeah, well, shall make it happen we will set it up and we'll do it whenever you're available that sounds good have a good night okay awesome you too thanks all right thanks bye bye